Hello, humans. Welcome to the week the Republicans went ACAB. This is episode 51 of your Power Report, and I am Dan from the internet. There we go. Uh, one take Dan for folks who listened to the most recent Audio Face episode where I also couldn't do the intro for a... I also couldn't do the intro for an album review that we were doing. But, uh, you know, hope you're all doing okay. Been a little bit of a light news week, I'd say. Be sure to shout out in chat. Um, we're doing the chat on Twitch. I'll have that on a screen here. But if you're watching on YouTube, we'll definitely be reading that chat as well, as I'll have that right in front of me. And uh, yeah, I was kidding when I said light news week. We actually have a very um, insane news week. Uh, Trump got raided by the FBI. The Republicans are just about to call World War Three. Uh, Demi Jor, friend of the show, got into a little argument with progressive firebrand Nina Turner. And I think it's very indicative of the state of a lot of grifty political media in, on YouTube, on the internet in general. A lot of fun stuff to talk about. I will be joined by C's in just a moment here. Uh, definitely want to hear how y'all are doing as I sip the last bit of this um, mezcal shot that was poured for me um, by someone I live with. Ah, we love that. Apparently C's told me I could like smoke weed on stream and drink on stream too, so that's pretty great. You're legally able to do that where you live. You know, this isn't going to be the episode we do this, but um, I definitely got to talk more about things going on with cannabis legalization, what's going on. For folks who are curious about that kind of stuff, we did a PowerPoint episode uh, with Rico Lamite on uh, how Democrats, by the way Democrats usually do, by losing sight of the ball. They're about to give up the game to Republicans on cannabis legalization, and it's going to be in favor of big business and all of those interests and not in favor of interests that the left generally enjoys. So check that out at powerport.world, wherever you get podcasts. I think that full episode, or at least a clip from that episode, is also on youtube.com slash Dan from the internet. So definitely keep it locked over there. Um... I'm just loading up some of my stuff here, and then C is going to join me in just a sec. But, oh no, there we go. I absolutely just have to see. Actually, no. While I do get things set up here, I did want to say that I have a little bit of fun. I, I'm going to start these streams with a little bit of lighthearted fun, so to speak. If not fun, a little bit of like, you know, culture cringe, because actually a future thing I'm going to start doing with PowerPoint is that this is a political show. I believe that culture is politics. That's kind of where we're going to be communicating from, at least upstream or downstream. However, I think culture goes beyond politics. And so I want to start talking about things that go beyond that. So the politics of sports, the politics of music, the politics of gaming. I think those are all things that are relevant to my audience, audiences on Twitch, audiences throughout the world, really. 
And so in that spirit, I like to have some fun little pop culture things to go over here and there. And uh, on that note, let me see if I can get something up right now. It's a really quick video, so it's not that advantageous to me as far as preparing goes. I'll probably get another one queued up as I begin to set up this January 6th stuff. But this was probably the most awkward pop culture moment of the day. Or actually, this happened yesterday, I believe, yesterday evening. But this is one of the most awkward pop culture moments of the day. This is um, one of the Real Housewives of somewhere. Uh, her name is Kathy. And she's on one of those like trivia shows where she's asked to recognize the name of a celebrity that she doesn't know the name of. Uh, it goes pretty poorly, uh, as you'll see here. And yeah, this is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Kathy Hilton, of course. And I'm about to play here precisely how that went. Lady. Yes. I feel like I do, Precious. No, that's not... I don't know her. Uh, that is Lizzo. She is Precious, though. Lizzo's Precious. That's like what I call her. Lizzo is Precious. Precious to me. Yes. No, Lizzo is Precious. Okay, will Kathy know this man? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lizzo as Precious. That one, that one hit different, let's say. Um, I don't think Lizzo responded, which I think is probably the classiest thing to do in this instance. So, good for her. Great for her, honestly. But I do want to begin here with a little bit of stuff regarding January 6th. No, not January 6th, sorry. But uh, the FBI raid that just happened. So I'm going to play part of a clip or certain parts of a clip that I did on YouTube earlier this week just so Weezby is on the same page about the FBI breaking down Trump stuff because I think there's a lot of important things that come out of that and we're going to learn how the republican reaction really went i also really want to point out some of my predictions in here and i'll probably play this like faster speed um because there's some predictions here that sometimes you go oh dan you're being hyperbolic oh dan that's really scary i don't want you to go that far could, could this have really happened could this really be going on and uh the answer is uh no so <laughs> I really fast want to get in here. So uh, LG and chat on Twitch is laughing at the whole like Lizzo thing. Yes, of course. It's super funny. I love please chat on Twitch. We're going to have the Twitch chat live especially. But I am going to be reading YouTube comments. George Jordan says, uh, wow, bruh, ha, she's cooked. Um, referring to Kathy Hilton on that clip of trying to guess who Lizzo is and guessing precious. Jesus Christ. That's like a boondocks moment, man. That's so bad. And then Real House Cat says, ah, oh, my skin crawled off my body. Yeah, yeah, that was real bad. Also, good to see you again, Real House Cats. I think I remember you from last week. So, 
without further ado, I'm going to play this part. Um, and then we'll try to get on the same page. And then we'll start with the current details. We just had breaking news in the very late hours of the evening that Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence was being raided by the FBI. This is huge. I'm going to talk about some details about this, why people are speculating about what this could mean, and why I'm saying that this is a hugely consequential moment. There has never really been a situation where you have a former president who has been raided by uh, federal agents like this. Republicans are furious, especially the Trump-loving Republicans. They're furious. And the rhetoric they're using on this is really shocking. So I want to get some details about what's going on here first, and I want to get the Republican response here here because that's where I want to make my ultimate point. So, um, yeah, so the New York Times and a lot of others are reporting. The FBI is searching Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence in Florida. Apparently, this has to do with old records that Trump took from the White House. But, yeah, of course, there's a lot to be speculating what's going on here. This is with the January 6th hearings, with all of different uh, Donald Trump's shady dealings that we don't know that much about. There's what the uh, Southern District in New York are investigating right now. Who's to say necessarily what the FBI could be searching or whether it is just limited to these supposed White House documents that have been taken out of the White House without permission. But there's a lot really important on here. So it says, um, the search, according to people familiar with the matter, appeared to be focused on material that Mr. Trump had brought with him to Mar-a-Lago when he left the White House. These boxes contain many pages of classified documents, according to persons familiar with their contents. Trump delayed returning 15 boxes of material requested by officials with the National Archive for many months, only doing so when there became a threat of action to retrieve them. The case was referred to by the Justice Department by the to, to the Justice Department by the archives earlier this year. Um, and it came as the Justice Department has stepped up its separate inquiry into Mr. Trump's efforts to remain in office after his defeat at the polls in the 2020 election, and as the former president also faces an accelerating criminal injury inquiry in Georgia and civil actions in New York. So yeah, all of that goes to what I was just describing right there, which is the fact that Donald Trump is being investigated by a lot of different state civil courts and state criminal courts. And the main thing here is, look, Donald Trump made a lot of brazen attempts against the American democracy. And I have no love for <laughs> the American democracy and how it doesn't work for regular working class people. But it does technically stand between us and full outright oligarchy and power by the ultra wealthy, the people that Donald Trump really truly wants to represent. Donald Trump claims to be a populist or man of the people, but he really only wants to represent power and specifically power for the people who grant him power, which is the Republican Party. And that's why he did this whole thing about, you know, stopping this deal to make sure that the election results and try to cast down the election results, saying that they were rigged, that they need to stop counting votes over there and continue counting votes over there. That entire mess. In addition to, again, all the shady dealings that we talked about here, we have civil actions in New York, criminal inquiry in Georgia, um, and the January 6th hearings. This is all in the backdrop against that. But the Republican Party, which tends to be, you know, very, we care about law and order, Donald Trump himself, who said that the Department of Justice needs to, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but they need to, like, uh, really come down and roll with an iron fist when it comes to Black Lives Matter protesters, uh, people who are protesting the Muslim ban, people who are protesting the wall, any number of Donald Trump's insanely xenophobic policies. Trump wanted the Justice Department to respond with throwing the book at them legally and with violent force, physically. We saw that on numerous occasions when he had uh, protesters cleared out in tear gas thrones that he could pose with a Bible in front of a church. It's fascist symbolism all the way. But that is to get here, this paragraph I'm setting up here is to say, Trump has long cast the FBI as a tool of Democrats who have been out to get him. And the search set off a furious reaction among his supporters in the Republican Party and on the far right of American politics. 
Kevin McCarthy of California, the Republican leader of the House, suggested he intended to investigate Attorney General Merrick Garland if Republicans took control in November. And so the politicization of the Department of Justice was a long time coming, but it has definitely begun tonight and will, listen, Republicans will not forget this. They will hold on this grudge. And if Republicans take the House in November, as they are widely expected to do, even though there are some wide optimistic signs for Democrats, and I'll talk about that more um, in a future installment of PowerPoint. Uh, if you're watching this live, it comes out. We'll talk about it again this week. But assuming that the Democrats don't keep the House, and let's not even talk about the Senate right now, what you're going to get is a situation where the Republicans are going to be emboldened by the fact that their president, their God King, was forced to deal with, you know, a little bit of accountability and a little bit of scrutiny for what appears to be, you know, at the very least enough to warrant federal investigations. But, you know, at maximum, like what we all see with our lying eyes are attempts to break the law at the highest degree on the part of the elected president of the United States, uh, the former elected president of the United States, Donald Trump. And so, yes, the, the reaction, the top line reaction from Donald Trump and a lot of Republicans is insane. But I want to get you a little bit inside to what's happening on the right. So um, Ben Collins, uh, a one, a one underscore on Twitter, does a lot of looking into what's happening on the right wing. And he was looking at a Reddit post on uh, the Donald, essentially, you know, that version of the Donald since it's banned from Reddit, in reaction to the Mar-a-Lago raid. And, uh, you know, totally normal things. People saying stuff like, lock and load. Are we not in a civil war, a cold civil war at this point? They cry out pain as they strike you, which is in reference to an anti-Semitic line that the Nazis used against the Jews in World War II. And then someone replies to that, they'll cry out an authentic pain soon enough. Nice. You know, good. These are all things that you definitely want to be happening in a society. And of course, Daniel's saying, oh, these are Reddit posts. These are just what people are saying online. You don't need to be taking this seriously. Well, what we should be taking seriously are some of the most prominent pundits on the right wing, because this is where people will be taking their cues. The reason why I'm doing this right now is because folks like Steven Crowder said, or they tweeted, tomorrow's war, sleep well. And, you know, people are taking this, you know, with a brain of salt, like, uh, shout out to Dan Arrow saying, I'm so ready, Steven. Cannot wait for you to finally take the gloves off and go to war, parentheses, whining on YouTube. And, <clears throat> you know, Steven Crowder is like, you know, not the biggest threat here. He can barely uh, uh, debate people. Um, for his opinions. He has this whole, like, change my mind stick, but he will barely even debate people who actually hold a chance of debating against him and changing the minds of his audience. But... So, um, I'm gonna return back as me again on Picture in Picture with Young C's here. Okay, C's, we're joined with you. How are you doing? Hey, everybody, what's good? Um, I know everybody's in here wondering, wow, Caesar. Wow, those you look like you got new glasses, and you're right. Yes, I got new glasses, and that's all we're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about my hair. We're not going to talk about anything else but my glasses that are new. We're not going to talk about my hair today. See, so what are, are those uh, transition lenses? Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> How did you know this stream was sponsored by Lens Crafters? How did you guys know? I, I, I just saw it because the, the, all the shade that I see on your glasses that I'm about to give you for your hair later on the chat. Uh, but um, <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. We, we're both doing the whole like blonde frosted thing, except uh, mine's going up and yours is uh, drizzling over see, your skull. But see, 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 yes, you're right about that, but that's not the focus. The focus is today's subjects. 
Yes, today's subjects, the issues that matter, including what I was just playing there a moment ago, which was stuff about Steven Crowder and his reaction to Trump uh, getting raided at Mar-a-Lago, which I think is just hilarious because it's a lot of crying, that's for sure. And it allows me, actually gives me a moment because I want to skip over uh, in the rundown, so to speak, because people who were warning but just myself, people who are warning that um, the January 6th stuff, like these people are going to turn crazy, we're onto something. And it shouldn't take like their impending, you know, like the, the impending disaster that is their reaction, the, the right-wing reaction to their God King Donald Trump being attacked. We shouldn't go, oh, no, that sounds crazy. The fact they're calling to arms, they're saying that war begins tomorrow. They're saying that the FBI needs to be uh, attacked, that the IRS is bringing jackbooted thugs to you. You know, that's all hyperbole, but we need to relax and calm down because orange man gone now. Everything's okay. Dark Brennan's here. And uh, this is the exact stuff I remember from right before Hillary getting um, beaten by Donald Trump here, where a lot of people had a false sense of security, but... It ended up biting them back. Yeah, absolutely. And um, now that the the reign of dark, it's a new chapter in the Star Wars Disney saga. Dark Brandon's here, um, and we're just we're just watching him take out one enemy at a time. My man is on a mission. Now, economic stability not an agenda. It's economic destabilization, raising gas prices, taking out terrorists nobody care about. Not getting Brittany Reiner freed and attacking January 6th. I'm I'm 50 50 on this, but as long as Dark Brennan's in rain, I'm gonna back up because he's getting a little more powerful day by day. I'm not gonna talk too much bad about it. I'm a little scared. We're just gonna Bravo TV watch what happens when it comes to this, all right? So yeah. <laughs> this was a Fox News segment that basically has Gutfeld laughing about the idea of FBI attacks 20 hours ago. And so they chase possibilities of violence based on words from everyday people reacting to a news event that shakes up their lives. Arresting them for thought crimes can't be far behind, which is something that's literally impossible for our president to be charged with. (laughs) But remember, to them, words are the same as violence. Meanwhile, real violence, burning down a couple of city blocks, is something you had coming. Ben Collins of NBC actually combed through pro-Trump message boards looking for danger. Not particularly bright people, but these are people who are ready to fight. These are people who are ready to go, and they've proven it in the past. And now they are ready to fight regardless of if they're being watched by the FBI or not. I would not be surprised if we see the Department of Homeland Security issue some kind of bulletin that we are entering a heightened threat environment. Mm, ah, bulletin. <laughs> oh, we're going to hell. So uh, I want to zoom in on like one screenshot there, which we may have also had on uh, my PowerPoint clip also. But since it's right here, these were clips from a Reddit post that uh, Ben Collins had posted from the Donald, essentially. Like the, the new the Donald.com, essentially, because it was banned from Reddit as a subreddit. But now it's a clone of that place where they talk about the same things. And I was talking about this earlier in that video where I said, um, 
you had Trump fans asking, are we not in a cold civil war at this point? Referencing that anti-Semitic trope, they cry out pain as they strike you. And see, so someone in chat right now on YouTube, uh, George is asking, oh, wow, what are they planning? Or is it just empty threats on social? I would love for it to just be empty threats on social. But what we actually just saw today, uh, some little live local and late breaking news, is that according to the New York Times, police killed the gunman who tried to breach the Cincinnati FBI office today. So I'm going to read a little bit more. Uh, yeah, they shot and killed the suspect after negotiations failed after an hours-long standoff that closed in an interstate and disrupted rural life. Law enforcement officers shot and killed a man they said tried to break into the FBI's Cincinnati offices on Thursday. Uh, Ohio authorities declined to confirm the man's name or describe his motives, but two law enforcement officials familiar with the matter said investigators were looking into whether the man, whom they identified as Ricky Schiffer, had ties to extremist groups, including one that participated in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Now, Caesar, before you jump in, back to brass tacks here. Is this just political rhetoric? Or is this just, like, you know, people going a little bit crazy. It's like people wiling out here. And what seems to be happening is that it's more than just political rhetoric. Because this same guy, this um, Schiffer whatever, actually, you can jump in here and talk about it because I'm having a little bit of trouble finding the clip here or finding the image. But the Schiffer guy posted on social media talking about how he was basically planning this and was about to do this tomorrow saying, listen, I'm about to get shot or whatever, but I want y'all to know X, Y, and Z. No, this is my thing. Um, Is, are we, it's really funny that Fox news gets to go and and, and a lot of conservative commenters get to go and make outlandish statements, you know, talking about, Oh, here's the he. Oh, 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 here's the the lefties whining and complaining like this. This is gonna happen. Then something like this goes down, and what, what, there's like no recant rebuttal. And the only time they ever want to talk about it again is they'll be like, ah, well, we don't know what that person's true intentions were, or we don't know what the deal is. Like it's 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 infuriating that they can never be held accountable, responsible for the same garbage that they put out there. And when they say these things, like for example, the clip we just saw. There's unfortunately a lot of brain dead people in this country who take things, take initiative on those comments. As we've seen with shooters in the past and some of the letters they've written, basically giving memoirs of how much they were infatuated with Trump and, and, and QAnon and stuff like that. So it's like, it's consistently we see examples of this, but like no accountability is ever held for it. Yeah, to your point, we want to get to the Ricky Schiffer stuff right here. Um, so this is from Travis View, who... Um, I'll note host the QAnon Anonymous podcast, which has been really good at covering this rise in Trump extremism, essentially. This rise in QAnon conspiracies, but also this idea that like Trump is a major savior that is like extra political, like extraterrestrial, so to speak. So, anyways, the New York Times has identified the Ohio shooting suspect as Ricky Schiffer. We just read that in the New York Times report, and this is what Travis View's t- tweet says. There's a truth social account. Using that same name, Truth Social is Donald Trump's Twitter competitor that he created after being banned from the platform. 
On the same day, the FBI executed a warrant on Mar-a-Lago. The account made a call to, quote, be ready for combat and to, quote, kill the FBI on sight. This same person, we've just learned, was trying to breach an FBI office, armed, and just had to be taken out by police after negotiations failed. So to answer your question, because someone asked that in the chat, it was George. Uh, is this just rhetoric or is this real? I've talked a lot during the Trump administration about how this rhetoric is incredibly serious and what needs to be taken seriously because if they're shown there's no repercussions for this, if they're shown that we don't take this seriously, I think, Caesar, you were making this point earlier, but then it just gives credence to people like this to continue doing it. No, absolutely. Like Ken said, and when you give credence to people to just take these actions, do what they want, and we can all sit here and be like, oh, well, like, of course, like, what a dummy. We're not surprised. But the thing is, is these people take real life actions. And a lot of that was like January 6th. Like these actions take place. The cultivation of like hate rhetoric and like and, and, and racism and misogyny and all these things that are cultivated through the conservative party. It's all like something that we meme about. We go, oh man, like it's like they're wilding. Look at them wild. Look at these fools. Look at look how much fools they are. And then the problem is not just that they go and take action, but it's like we start to lose a sense of humanity because look at this human being going and 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 wilding out over some non-existent cause, acting like a fool for nothing. Now, like lives are literally put online because this all because all of a sudden the conservative party is defund the police now. Now. Now they're defund police, defund FBI. All of a sudden they 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 they're 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 on hog watch like we are. But funny enough how things switch up when when people don't have when people don't back your ideals and your rhetoric or whatever, or even the FBI, not even backing them. I mean, I hate the FBI, but I mean like like they're literally just somewhat doing their job. And it because I was like, whoa, you're doing your job around here? That's crazy. And now we have psychos going in here and getting killed over nothing. Like Imagine, like, not only did this person just get killed, but they literally tried to negotiate the situation. They tried to do a negotiation. The person was still, still reluctant. That's insane. Yeah. Can I just, you, you, you alluded to it there, but I just have to point out that over the past 24, 48 hours, we have seen one of those usual, like, complete oscillations in American politics where. Also, thanks to shout out Dump Truck Boot, uh, Preach Seas. Yeah, I, I, that's why I love having you on, man. But the right wing has gone full defund the police in one year for the sake of Trump. Like, for the sake of Donald Trump. They have gone from, oh, look what happens when the left calls for defunding the police. Look what happens when we defund the police. Note that, like, Almost every major metropolitan area in the United States has increased police budgets. We're continuing to increase police budgets. And a lot of police officers, as we're finding out, are just choosing not to do their jobs. You have instances where, like, listen, as a leftist, as a person who... There are accusations that the FBI came in and planted evidence with Donald Trump. And by the way, we're going to get into... Uh, Donald Trump on uh, Rat Watch in a moment because Donald mm. Trump is looking for a rat who who's who's wearing the wire who's wearing the wire who's being wired up as though he didn't understand the voice memos this has been a thing for the past fifteen <laughs> years but anyways we're gonna get into uh, Donald Trump's paranoid race in a moment but the fact that Republicans are on defund the police now 
because of a shred, a shrivel of accountability on behalf of their God King, Donald Trump. It is my butter. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. When, I, when, I see, when I'm seeing defund FBI, I'm like, oh, my, my, my children, you, you have come home. You're coming home. We can, it, all it took was a little bit of a, a switching up on big Trump. All it did was, was telling Trump that who thought that he could talk whatever you want. Trump clearly has never been a regular person because I've literally had a, an hour conversation about my friends and how bad I wanted a massage gun. And the next day, all I get is massage gun ads all day. On my phone, Trump never experienced this phenomenon in his life. <laughs> so he went out here, was acting reckless. And they were like, we're going to have to snatch this. And he's like, let me go ahead. And I watched a little bit of Alias back in the day on ABC. Let me plug in the floppy disk. Mark Zuckerberg's and, uh, a spy. Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> yeah. a spy. I was talking about Diet Coke last night. Now all of a sudden <laughs> I'm getting Diet Coke ads on my phone. What is this? Yeah. What is this? Someone, so, by the way, can someone bring me a Diet Coke? <laughs> I'm perched. He told his aide, he was like, look, all you got to do, I've seen it in the movies, just plug in the, the little memory stick into the computer and download it. <laughs> Duh, like, it works every time. Get over, hurry up or I fire you. You ever take one of those, you ever take one of those um, work uh, trainings where it's like, if you see a USB drive on the parking lot ground, don't run into your office and plug it into your computer immediately. <laughs> That's some shit Trump would do. No, but literally, I, I just want to go into some of these tweets here. So we're already more from, these are people in 2020, Liz Wheeler, for example. So we've already more from reform the police to defund the police to def- disband the police. It's going to be so fun for criminals next time a Democrat's elected president. Same person two years later. Abolish the FBI. <laughs> Liz Wheeler. Um, Liz, I want to get into Liz exactly who she is. Yes. Liz Wheeler Liz show. One of those like... <laughs> Republican talking points types. What the what what hell would I watch the Liz Wheeler show? 2020, Terrence K. Williams. He was one of my, my um, remember Diamond and Silk when we were attacking those leftists or those are right wingers who were like in the can for Donald Trump, but also like black people. Uh, Terrence K. Williams is one of those purposeful coons as well going, 2020, the Democrats want to abolish law enforcement so they can continue mm. to demolish America and get away with breaking the law. Oh. 2022. What happened to President Trump today is disgraceful and un-American. The FBI is now officially a corrupt and criminal organization. Let's go, Terrence! <laughs> Defund go, the Terrence. FBI. Actually, the FBI should be dissolved. Raise your hand if you agree. Terrence, my man, about time he had to take off the, 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 the raccoon mask. Join the team, baby. Let's go. Who's next? Who are we defunding? Defund the fire department. What's next? Who are we attacking? Come on, Terrence. Join in with me. Base Terrence K. Williams. Marjorie Taylor (laughs) Greene. Oh, another base queen. Let's go. Here we go. The base queen herself. 2021, June 23rd. Crime is exploding in Democrat-run cities. This is 100% the result of their left-wing policies of defunding the police, backing BLM slash Antifa, destroying families and coddling of criminals. God damn it. Not only did are we a hundred percent the issue? This is a hundred percent our fault because there was no other accountability anywhere else. We were all the reason for this. She says, Oh, it's because of the police defunding the police and backing BLM is the reason why Donald Trump got caught up. Damn it, dude. If I had only known that before I went to the protests in March, Oh 
God, dude. One Ugh. year and one month later, <laughs> defund the FBI. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor. Sometimes it takes maybe a couple Senate hearings, maybe a little bit of Liz Cheney action, and all of a sudden, you join the dark side. Welcome aboard, Marjorie. Attack on Titan Green. We've missed you. We're happy you're here. I've oh. got. I, I'm sorry. The coddling of criminals. Donald Trump. Okay, so maybe Donald Trump hasn't been convicted, but we haven't had a whole ton of presidents who have been impeached twice, right? Like we haven't been a whole whole ton of presidents who are uh, running the game that Donald Trump was running, who are being investigated by the uh, state district attorney of New York, who, oh man. Oh, Caesar, I'm gonna let you finish because I just stumbled onto some good things because the FBI thing is just... Let's put a pen in the FBI stuff for a moment because Trump had even more investigations this week. It was wild, okay? But yeah, Caesar, get in. This is this is a very interesting question because I, I so Trump said the coddling of criminals. Now the act of coddling a criminal, I believe, is like treat him like a baby, like, hey, it's okay. Man, I feel like Donald Trump was pardoning a lot of people, huh? And I think that sounds like when you pardon someone, you're kind of coddling. So are you sneak dissing Matt Gates? What's the, what's the, what's the, what are we doing here? Marjorie, is Marjorie Taylor just a uh, uh, spraying and praying or is she like, what's going on here? I want to know what the direction is now. You're saying DF, defund FBI. You're saying you're coddling Matt Gates and other criminals. That sounds like you hardcore lefty now. It sounds like she's a little bit of a lib now. <laughs> so. I oh yes yes I have the exact copy I want but Trump had a situation also I'll shout out some folks on YouTube chat really fast while I'm getting this on but uh shout out Riley saying get him Dan producing and hosting in one thank you Riley I uh, really appreciate you and the support as well and uh here you having a pretty solid day yourself as well anyways George said yeah they turn into mini Trumps haha true and <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I love that exact kind of comment there. LG on Twitch says these fools are sheep. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like the, but the, but they see power. Is what I'm pointing. Like the the reason <laughs> Bam and I had a little bit of a back and forth on the last episode, and also like behind the scenes, we were coming up with the name Power Report. But like, I wanted to emphasize the fact that we're talking about power and influence and how people wield that. And usually that's wielded by wealthy people, people who were elected or took control of governmental office in different places. But I th believe that people can wield that power as well. Power is a nebulous form of matter that can be wielded in one way or another, but our society tends to wield power in a certain way. That being said, Republicans are supposed to be the, or at least they've tried to brand themselves as being against government corruption. Donald Trump was the drain the swamp kind of guy. But very quickly, you saw that reality was that people wanted Donald Trump to be the swamp. People wanted, no, no, we want our swamp monster. The next time a Republican takes control of office, you're going to see a purge of people who work in government. They're already preparing to do this, to be able to mass fire civil servants. Uh, maybe I'll dig into that in like another PowerPoint episode later on. That's a really weedy subject, but... That's something that's being, the groundwork is being laid for that right now. So a Republican can take control, do an Andrew uh, Johnson, kind of like Andrew Jackson, Andrew Johnson, like fire everyone and the, the president one who's on the $20 bill somehow. 
Mm. Meanwhile, whichever black woman they promised would be on the $20 bill has got to wait another decade. But like One day, inshallah. Yeah, he, he, he's going to pull one of those situations where you fire everyone, just put your buddies in power with you, and then you have a kangaroo country, so to speak. Um, but <laughs> this was the news that broke yesterday. Trump invoking his Fifth Amendment rights <laughs> while swiping at the New York Attorney General during his deposition. Hell yeah, Black Power Trump. There you go. <laughs> Woke Trump. <laughs> Woke Trump. Let's base, go, dog. Base Trump. Um, <laughs> former President Donald Trump, completely innocent man, invoked his Fifth Amendment rights and declined to answer questions from a New York Attorney General at a scheduled a deposition on Wednesday. Under the advice of my counsel and for all of the above reasons, you know, essentially claiming that this was a witch hunt. It was, you know, fraud that he did everything. Okay, this tax just, you know, take a long time to uh, read through because his taxes are just so amazing and awesome. Uh, I decline to answer questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. And while it's totally true that you can be you can invoke the Fifth Amendment, the right to not self-incriminate, as one of the fundamental first ten amendments of the United States Constitution. And, and you know, it's true. In that Trump statement, he said that the um, James, uh, the uh, New York State Attorney, who was the New York State Attorney General, who was running the deposition, more or less, was a renegade prosecutor, quote-unquote, running a, quote, vindictive and self-serving fishing expedition. Those are all things he said, totally true. But Donald Trump is very well-spoken on the record for his opinions on the Fifth Amendment. What he believes the Fifth Amendment indicates, what he believes the Fifth Amendment is likely to (laughs) suggest about a person. And so, because he's been on the record for this, I feel like we Uh should play a little bit of that record for the audience here. Uh Uh-oh. When you have your staff taking the Fifth Amendment, taking the Fifth so they're not prosecuted, when you have the man that set up the illegal server taking the Fifth, I think it's disgraceful. Fifth Amendment. Bob. The mob takes the Fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Fifth Amendment. Horrible. Horrible. He pleaded the Fifth, and that was the end. We never heard about him again. This is like Watergate. Only it's worse, because here, our foreign enemies were in a position to hack (laughs) our most sensitive national security secrets. God damn that Fifth Amendment. Fucking Fifth Amendment. Fucking Fifth Amendment. That's the only one I don't defend. And you know what? Mob. (laughs) Only mobsters and guilty people, as LG is saying in chat. Only mobsters and guilty people invoke the Fifth Amendment. (laughs) Well... Um, Crooked Hillary Clinton and trying to hide documents would be the only kind of person to invoke the Fifth Amendment. Having an illegal server in your bathroom. Oh, (laughs) I I would like to invoke my Fifth Amendment rights because of some crooked, uh, crooked prosecutors. My man saw saw the game that Clinton laid down and said, I'm going to jack that. I'm going to up you though. You, you're dumb. You have a server in your bathroom. I'll be just downloading shit off the rip. That's what I do. 
<laughs> I download it and I take it home with me and I put it in my MacBook and it's all good. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah, like Trump, like Hillary invented it. Trump perfected it. Like that's the whole idea of yeah. what's going on. There's a lot of different... So there are a lot of interesting updates. There is apparently an informant, an informant amongst Trump's midst, which, of course, you can imagine Trump is very happy about. Mm. This article out of Rolling Stone here uh, got my attention. I'd want to bring this up on the Power Report as Mm. well. With Fed circling, Trump asks allies... Who's wearing a wire? <laughs> so Trump, Trump telling all his staff to lift their shirts up. <laughs> Next, after this, after this, we have an immediate uh, sexual assault um, lawsuit coming. So this is going to be like, this is so good. First time all Trump, it, no, 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 no. It, Trump, Trump takes all of his uh, boys to the gym. He's like, uh, no, no, let's just do some locker room talk. This is some locker room yeah, talk. Lock- He's like, he's like actually starting hugging people real tightly now. He's like hugging the hell out of them. I'm just a loving guy. I'm a loving guy. Like, what? Whoa, what? Whoa, hey, sir. Stop. I, I have a wand. I have a magic wand here. This is not, this is not for ladies. This is a... Lago is now strictly shirtless in all community areas. Like, wait, what? <laughs> no cameras except for mine. Yeah. No, so this is... This is butter for me. Let's keep going. Let's go into this. So Donald Trump is worried. And this is courtesy of um, Asawan Soibsang. I probably butchered that name. I apologize. And Rolling Stone. Donald Trump is worried he may have a rat or multiple rats in his midst. He's wondering if his phones are tapped or even if one of his buddies could be wearing a wire. This summer, Trump has asked close associates if they think his communications, communications are being monitored by the feds or, per his phrasing, by Biden. As a close source to Trump describes it to Rolling Stone, quote, he has asked me and others, do you think our phones are tapped? Given, uh, do, uh, do you think our phones are tapped? <laughs> Given the sheer volume of investigations going into the former president, I do not think he's assuming anything is outside the realm of possibility. The source adds, he's talked about this seriously in the past few months, but I know of a time when he made a joke that was something like, be careful what you say on the phone. We know Trump does a tongue in cheek about thing about this, but we also know that uh, homeboy is going through it. Yeah, my man sounds like uh, he 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 first thought. I think he first thought being someone on tap was like when you're a kid and you used to have landlines. You know, back in the day, you used to pick up the other phone, you hear the whole call, be like, "Oh goddamn, I'm in this." And he's like, "Wait, you think they're listening to my cell phone calls? What?" And now, now my man is is sleeping with one eye open all the time. Now he's like, I, the, the, I, I know that raid rocked him. There's probably nothing more insane to him for him to have absolutely no control of what's going down. Like my man is feeling it, feeling all the pressure right now. Oh no! Like I've just my favorite thing to do in my free time that I somehow do have is to rewatch old prestige TV shows that I just never really watched, and so I'm actually watching The Wire for the first time. And Ooh, so I... <laughs> yeah, the Wire. First of all, that show is from 20 years ago. After the first season of The Wire, minor spoiler alert, they stopped using wires. <laughs> they started using better technology. Because yeah. they were like, okay, we, we got some... Better. Hey, hey, man, we could get... Have, it's having electronic mail. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pagers were gone after the first season. They're like, yo, let's, we got to keep this relevant, right? So... Pe- People started having the record button on their phone. It kind of became a game changer. (laughs) 
<laughs> the, but the second thing, though, which I think is the tell, is that Donald Trump is always projecting. He's assuming onto other people what he would do. So he was talking about having the feds look into his political enemies. He was talking about using the Department of Justice. When the Department of Justice wouldn't do things that he wanted to do, he was openly talking about firing different heads of the Department of Justice, even including people he had put there. When he had installed Bill Barr there and Bill Barr wasn't playing Bill Ball, <laughs> Donald Trump was about to get rid of him. And, and like, this is just kind of characteristic with him because – I remember, think we learned from one of the investigations that, like, I need loyalty. I expect loyalty kind of thing. And that's just absolutely apparent here. Yeah. Um, I think people that are, like, control freaks like him and, and are self um, and are, like, super egotistical and arrogant can't see past their own errors. They assume that everything around them is a result of others' actions, right? It's everyone else's fault that this has gone down other than his own actions being taken. So he's seen the world fall apart around him. So what do you do to do in that situation? You panic. Because as cool and as tough and as godly as conservatives like to make this man seem like, he's just a regular, degular Joe Schmo, dude. He's a Joe Schmo. And when the feds came knocking, <laughs> everything fell apart for this man. So it, it's just funny to see him act up right now because it's looking real bad. It, it's, this is not consistently good news in the headlines from my man, Big Trump. Yeah, no, man. We've, we, we've had a lot to eat here, I'd say for sure. Um, and then... I definitely want to kind of wrap this up with some substance, some serious things. So number one, Fox is going to increasingly, increasingly mad and insane methods of breaking down this investigation, trying to delegitimize it. I, I want to play one clip here in just a moment where they're trying to talk about the judge that was um, issued the warrant that allowed the FBI to go in and raid Trump's Mar-a-Lago facility. And you got to see how low they're going here because it's not, look at this judge's uh, dodgy record with issuing warrants for cases that seem very heavy handed, or uh, maybe look at this judge's personal history and personal life. He's gotten to some salacious situations. Uh, so maybe he's gotten some scandals, Never mind Donald Trump's salacious situations and scandals. No, no. Here's the best that Fox News was able to dig up on a moment's notice here. Facebook. Look at that. He is there drinking whiskey with an entire pack of Oreos. Imagine what his order looks like. The FBI agents who raided Mar-a-Lago bragged about having, quote, full access to everything in the building thanks to that guy. No, those Oreos are good. I promise. No, dude. I am a fan. So let's break this down here. Mm -hmm. Early, that looks like whiskey in a plastic <laughs> bottle plastic so like cup no 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 in no, no, no plastic cup too no, no first of all yeah plastic cup which like solo cup god bless you know man of yeah, the people but cup, like solo, yeah, plastic bottle whiskey sir you are a judge in the united states that is an assumed at least six figure salary you can upgrade to the glass bottle sir true my man my man my man is watching those, those budgets real tight i mean Couple, if we're looking at the the whiskey, I'm not a whiskey drinker myself, but I can assume if it comes in a glass bottle, it must be pretty neat, okay. And if it's in a if it's in a plastic bottle, it's probably gonna be kind of rough. So this this to me, this is the scrug right here. My man's looking like a freshman in college, right? He's looking like a real freshman right now in college. Yeah, I was gonna say now. <laughs> this let's... is my fit in Hawaii. This is my basic fit every day in Hawaii. Here, my whole look. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna throw back and say, no, hold. We're gonna keep analyzing this. 
Uh, double stuffed vanilla Oreos. If you like vanilla Oreos more than regular Oreos, you're based. That's awesome. Because, mm-hmm. like... I, underrated. I, I, underrated. Yeah, v- incredibly Cream underrated. Oreos underrated. Personally, I don't think I could do double stuff. But every once in a while, especially in college... I do a little bit of the, you know, little bit of brewski on one side, a little bit of the family size golden Oreos on the other. You know, have ourselves a little study session during Dead Week. It just happens, hey. all right? No, for sure. And, you know, around here, down down in the South, they make them big. Your boy's a big boy. I'm a double stuff king, you know. They, they made that XXL, and I wear XXL, and I eat XXL. So the double stuff, perfect. Give me a double stuff. Only six, though. If you have seven, you're a demon. If you have five, you're going to be hungry. Six of them, just grab a little three sets of each, get it cracking all day. Now, I never really had Oreos with a brewski like this or like that. <laughs> I've definitely had... Or, 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 See, so you, the, haven't, the you either haven't lived or you've lived too good of a life. <laughs> really, I'm very comfortable. I've never had a brewski and Oreo. <laughs> I'm still... I'm keeping it classic with the with the California destroying almond milk, but, you know, I haven't done the brewski yet. It's four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Why on earth are you making chocolate pudding? Because I've lost control of my life. <laughs> you know what happened? He opened up that cabinet and he saw that warm plastic whiskey on one on the right hand. He saw the cream Oreos on the left hand. He said, "I've lost control <laughs> of my life." You know what the worst is? Is my man really positioned the Oreos to rest on his forearm for like to show y'all this is the vibes right now on that extremely comfortable looking couch. That couch I could take a nap in that joint. That's a comfy ass couch right there, doc. Yeah, if, if this guy did one of those judge shows, it might be canceled after one season for being too chill. Like, the vibes are just immaculate on this show. Like, everyone loves him too much. It's like, man, Judge Judy be yelling at people. Like, Mathis be cutting brothers up. But, like, no, you're just like, man, anyone made some brownies. If you made some bailiff, made some brownies for the bailiff, maybe I'd cut a yard for a sentence. But you know what? No, no. you're coming here with your uppity ass. For sure. And it's so out of touch because it's like, they got this man with a plastic handle. Um, an Oreo box chilling with the with the bacon collar t-shirt and it says Obama love you just sign off on the raid. <laughs> like if I'm looking, I'm like, damn, Obama really just employing anybody, huh? <laughs> so just Obama just say, look, I'll look for the I look out for the peoples. I'm not judging a class system. My man got the bacon collar. You're a judge now. Let's go. <laughs> we, we've had too much fun. I promised I would get substantive in a moment, and we're, we're going to. Oh, yeah. Sorry, people. Well, sorry, well, sorry. No, no, this, this, this is my fault, too. I just had to throw it off with a Rugrats meme. But what, that was a Fox News segment trying to respond and say, here's why you shouldn't trust this FBI raid of a former president apparently breaking the law because the judge likes double stuffed golden Oreos. And he has whiskey. More. Yeah, yeah. He likes the chocolate more, and that's why. We have no idea about his wife. We have no idea about it. But um, <laughs> the, uh, there's some good analysis here in the Washington Post I want to like, kind of bring up and highlight. Um, doesn't always happen. From GOP to militias, from GOP chair to militias, the right issues baseless warnings about IRS armed thugs. Now, this was apparent in a lot of tweets. People were saying, oh, no, the IRS is going to be coming with 87,000 armed thugs, and this is just going to be like a harbinger of what's to come. There might even be some moments referenced in here. Representative Jeff Duncan says, 
Biden wants to disarm Americans and arm the IRS. And this year alone, the Biden IRS has stockpiled $725,000 in ammo as Americans face a shortage. Why is Biden trying to weaponize the IRS? This is why I co-sponsored the Disarm the IRS Act to prohibit the IRS from purchasing ammo. (sighs) Okay. Um, Matt Gates also said, I imagine the IRS in green eye shades and cubicles, not busting down doors and emptying Glock clips on our fellow Americans. Certainly it's troubling that in 22 alone, the IRS has spent around $725,000 on ammunition. He claimed that Biden's plan was to, among other things, disarm Americans, but still collect your taxes. And apparently they need $725,000 worth of ammunition to get things done. Of course, the problem is the fact check kind of goes into says that this is not true. Oh, I'll, I'll say one thing here. Cause I know you had a point there. Uh, oh, right. Ronna McDonald, the GOP chairwoman says in, in like a Dan from the internet style tweet cadence, how long until Democrats send the IRS SWAT team after your kids lemonade stand chair one with the GOP. Uh, geez, got any thoughts? Um, you know, I'm kind of upset that we do this show and you have that insane tweet up and I got to respond to some dumb tweets of IRS since SWAT to lemonade stands. Like, come on, dog. I just literally the consistent theme of today's show is conservatives are slowly losing so much brain cells. That they're becoming libs. They're becoming libs. They're talking about defunding. They're upset with police raids and, and FBI's, which is something we've echoed a long time. And I just, I, I'm very confused on what, I'm like consistently confused on where they stand because it's like now I'm starting to see even within their own party, there's like division on this. Like what's going on here? <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, like, listen, I love to watch the Republican Party break and squeal oh, yeah. as much as the oh, next I, person. Oh, yeah. I love a good movie. Come on now. But like we said, there's a point where this is rhetoric and there's a point when you have people running to try to storm the FBI office where like at the end of the day, like just regular ass people working at the FBI office, especially in Cincinnati, like those aren't the deep state. Those aren't the deep staters right there. Those those are the folks (laughs) in the FBI, like the good old boys in the FBI who are like good, good old Republicans. Yeah. (laughs) Who who love a good uh, wiretapping and organize a congregation of more than three black people. Yeah, and next thing you know, they're going to be like, because because they're announcing that they're going to be, you know, hiring more. Is it IRS or? Uh, I think it's IRS, actually. I, I got it incorrect. Saying they're going to hire 87,000 people. They're going to be like, they're mobilizing. They're mobilizing against us now. They're coming for us, boy. Like, like these people are just absolutely out of their damn mind. And like, and like I said earlier, it's leading to actual people getting hurt and harmed. And that's like, when... What is their limit? Like, are they actually down to see their own people getting getting mixed up out here? Because I thought you're trying to look up for your own. So to that point, I want to <clears throat> just debunk this IRS scam. So if people see this out in the real life, they like know what to do with it. The idea that the government is buying so much ammunition that Americans are unable to do so is not a new one. There were similar rumblings in 2013 under President Barack Obama, and every so often, someone notices that federal law enforcement agencies like the IRS buy ammunition to carry out their duties, and the scale of those purchases raises eyebrows. Then people forget about it again. Did the IRS buy hundreds of thousands of dollars in ammo this year? Yes. Does it do that every year? Yes. 
From 2010 to 2017, for example, it averaged around $675,000 in purchases every year. And I'll go a step further than this article even goes here. Um, like, shout out to Philip Bump. I'll leave that aside right there. Shout out to Philip Bump for writing this article. But, like, I'll go a step further. Why does the IRS need to buy almost 700K in ammunition every year? I'll put that question out there. The IRS's job is to collect taxes. What happens with some people who owe taxes but simply refuse to pay them? Why is it the same people who are constantly arguing and making it a political talking point that the government should not be taking taxes away from you? Some people will even go as far as say the taxation is theft and then say you have to defend yourself from jackbooted thugs using the Second Amendment because the Second Amendment says you have to protect yourself from the government. You have people hating taxes, you have people arming themselves with guns, and you have people scared about the government coming for them. You have people saying the IRS is buying ammunition. And now you have people raiding government buildings. Armed. Uh, what, what, what is going on out here, dog? We know what's Dan, going on. We know what's going on. What? We know what's going on, though. It's like they've been stewing this gumbo on low simmer for the past 10, 20, uh, 370 years. <laughs> and now it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, shit's done. Grab a bowl. <laughs> it's ready. And, and yeah, it's, it's really scary, honestly, because these conspiracies are traveling from authority figures on the right wing. There are no sane people in the room left anymore because all the sane people have left they're like i'm out of politics no more or they've been discredited by the crazies who have taken over the party yeah and it's and and it's just it doesn't really seem to it's like the behavior is only tracking towards like i i, I don't be like i don't want to be like a doomist or anything that someone's just like sees a penny and doom or whatever but like when you see like these things just line up it's like what happens when you push when you press one domino like the rest start to fall so, like, at what point is the fall? Like, is the fall things we've seen in the past? Are we consistently falling? Like, where, where's the where's the re the rebuilding and a, and, a, and a restructure? Because, like, are, I don't know. It just feels very like it feels like it. To be actually fair with you, stuff like this, like what's going on, especially on the conservative side, that doesn't even seem like that's the right course for them to try to win back seats and when it comes to the elections coming up because i don't think that behavior appeals to like the average grifton american or like the mid-america i don't think that's like they go hell yeah i think they go mm, this is getting a little wild for me now like you know what i mean like it just feels like you're when you go to q and on you start to lose the 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 those people that are like in the middle or the republicans you start to lose those people too because they're like what, what are we even doing here? Now people getting my own people who vote for the same party as me are getting body trying to pull up to an FBI office. What are you guys doing? Like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's it's tracking in a positive end for their own growth in terms of coming up for election season, for them, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I full agree with you there. <clears throat> There's one more thing I want to get up before moving on a little bit. I just have to. You know, one day I'll close a tab. The day will not day. be that day. No. But no. the idea is if this matters. Um, Bam, who's in the chat, did some great coverage with me on the January 6th hearings. And overall, I think coverage of all of Trump's 
craziness, right? Like everything involving his business dealings, his trying to do like undercover stuff here and there to change the outcome of the election, right? And move it in his favor to try to like avoid dictatorship, like push it into a Republican dictatorship or whatever, right? Do people care? This is a big deal. This is the end of America, right? Right before our eyes in boring ass slow motion. Do people care? Uh, you're not going to love my answer. So some polling's been done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it up in just a moment here. We love live producing. It's my favorite thing. It makes things so easy for me. And I'm great at it. Oh, did I tell you, C's, I got a stream deck? Hey, uh, Elgato stream deck? Yep, we so are. Now you're just pressing buttons. We, we, we moving up in the world. Look at this. Yeah, I couldn't get it set up before today's show, but uh, it's going to be great. But oh, yeah. yeah. CNN poll. January 6th hearings haven't changed opinion much, opinions much. Most agree Trump acted unethically. So it doesn't seem that people's opinions on the matter have changed, which is kind of like the top level part of that. But that is to say, I think people's opinions on Trump have been decided. Like either they like what he's about or they hate what he's about. They think he's protecting the country from something or they think he's a problem. And like the issue there is that it's not really a yes or no kind of thing. It's, it's real. Donald Trump is doing these things just because he hasn't been convicted of these things that we've seen out in the open. Is less to say that, you know, well, he has to have his fair day in court law. We need to have it happen. No. It is to say that we're watching our system fail because we're looking at the obvious and there are people who are in charge of the system who are making the case for gumming up the system, for for gumming up the accountability process, which is to say that this all opens it up for in two years when you have states where Republican officials are in charge of elections they are going to be the ones who say oh um actually i think it's going to be the case where trump wins this or oh the republicans are going to win this and it's it's scary it's going to be a problem it's going to be the end of democracy and we're watching it happen kind of in slow motion here people need to care people need to get active people need to get angry because uh a lot of Democrats are asleep with the real and Republicans don't even care that much. This behavior encourages people. I do see that like um, a lot of, I'm not surprised that the majority of Americans, you know, disagree with his behavior and including the people from the opposite like us that think it was like one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. Like I've never even seen stuff like that. So I, I, I just, I can't imagine, you know, I, I don't know how the Republicans are necessarily going to, can they can't really, I don't think they can pick up steam off of that. All that stuff, I feel like January 16th hearings have been doing more damage than good, but I feel like it's not doing enough in terms of like making significant strides. And I don't feel like the Democratic Party is doing enough to to bring awareness to some of like the January 6th hearings and everything. There's discussions on January 6th. They're not using enough ammunition they could gather from this to to fuel some of their party movement, to fuel some of the Democratic Party and push towards 
uh, more change within within uh, the White House. I pretty much agree there. Um, just going through these polls, 79% feel Trump acted either unethically or illegally, while 45% believe those actions were illegal. Um, that he encouraged political violence in his public statements ahead of January 6th. That's 61% agree in that. And 77% agree that he could have done more to stop the attack once it began. 69% of Americans consider the January 6th attack to be a crisis or a major problem for democracy. That's up slightly from this year. More broadly, 54% say they see American democracy as uh, under attack. About 52% as the same way they felt earlier this year. So there's urgency, but it's being weaponized on different sides. On the one hand, the Republicans are doing like a lot of the weaponizing where they're saying the left is maniacal and they are trying to destroy the country. That's why we need to take up arms and defend the country, which is doublespeak because in reality, the people who are in power on the so-called left, quote unquote, are asleep at the wheel. <laughs> um, they're destroying a country not necessarily by actively doing things, but kind of like by inaction for the working class, by interests that the actual left cares about. But on the other hand, you have this right wing who was saying, be afraid of the left wingers. They're coming for you. In order to be afraid of them, you need to take up arms and come for them. When in reality, they are the monsters. They're just trying to act righteous about it. So the fact that you have this 50-50 without a clear narrative of, who is doing the instigating or that Republicans are supporting the instigating doesn't, doesn't bode well. That, that's my final thoughts. And it does, that does not bode well for what the country's looking into. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's still a lot to see. I want to see how things persist, but I think it's funny how on both sides of each party, there's behaviors that they, there's actions that they don't take that could either stimulate either side. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of split and like laziness and and divisiveness on or, or division within the Democratic Party that this causes, and the Conservative Party is still pushing the same three agendas over and over and over. But they start at the same time they start to run those to the ground. So it's like it's very. That's why I think a lot of people also feel it's, it can be very up in air with the upcoming elections. Like we don't really know how things are going to stand because it's like it might just take one big event to like sway an entire mass of the of the public opinion. Totally. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of chat catch up because there is uh, catch is my favorite condiment. Uh, George over on YouTube. Shout out to everyone on YouTube, by the way. Appreciate what you're doing. I think I want to try to incorporate a way where I can do Twitch chat and YouTube chat in the same place. Um, I'm just going to have to investigate that. In fact, I'm going to do a little bit of consulting with C's, actually. Mm. A man who's very much in demand here. But we're going to level up... Um, Everything we're doing on Syndicate 23. So we have a Discord server that I'm kind of getting up and running right now. We use a lot for internal things, but we'll get to join that for when I'm um, offline. We could talk about politics. And I hopefully want that Discord community to help me inform what I do on the shows I do live and the content I create. So we'll get that going. But we also have some fun stuff on Twitch going on in a moment. So yeah, make sure you know about all that stuff. Um, also some housekeeping things. Uh, live episodes are being audio produced by peter stone who does the audio mixing for all the stuff on syndicate 23 so if you are a musician who's looking for audio to be mixed or mastered or whatever uh pjs mixed it on instagram for all of those needs thank you peter for helping to master this and uh some comments 
love me going through some comments. Uh, we <laughs> made a bam. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's all good. We made a bam. C's looking like he's about to audition for NSYNC. Uh, dump truck booty, and thanks for the follow as well. Uh, he's going to the club in Miami after. <laughs> Miami in 99. From See, look at, look, at, look at this. Look that's at, all, that's all look, going. That's all look, going. Look how that's we that. turn against each other. Look how we turn against each other. Rally the left behind. eats each other apart. Well, the left is eating the left right now. You guys are all eating my ramen noodle hair when you should be supporting me. Oh, no, we didn't even touch the ramen noodle hair. That's for, we're, we're, we are only a halfway through the show, buddy. We got more for that. But um, what I really do want to get at is uh, how many times we got to teach you this lesson, old man.mp. So Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore is a comedian with a YouTube stream. A political show, like a lot of uh, comedians these days end up stumbling themselves into. And he formerly, uh, you know, was a general kind of off the brown comedian and then started doing stuff around political commentary. And one of the first people to get in that political commentary that he was really into was Cenk Uygur of the Young Turks. Uh, founder of the Young Turks. He had Jimmy Dore on for some things as early as 2012. It was cool because you had people on the panel who were not just like political junkies like Cenk, uh, Uygur, Anna, John. A lot of the folks who would usually be on the network at the time um, back in 2012 and 2013. That even included Dade Rubin. More on that in a different show. But Jimmy Dore was around the network at the time. Was an out and out kind of person calling for the gamut of left-wing, left-leaning issues, social justice issues of that nature, and was sort of seen as a progressive. When I started working at TYT, he was hosting a show called Aggressive Progressives, and that was where it was supposed to be like a member show, uncensored, Jimmy talking about whatever he was talking about. What I then learned was that Aggressive Progressives was quickly a dumpster fire that was going out of control. And uh, yeah, so reminder, I started working at TYT interning around 2013, 2014, officially started like working there on a full-time basis in 2016, and then super full-time in person in 2018, then left in 2020. Uh, these things happen in two years, so to speak. So I have a lot of experience from the inside and out with Jimmy Dore, and including in 2018 working on a show, Aggressive Progressives. And the previous producer who had worked on that show had emotional trauma from dealing with Jimmy Dore every single week. It was just uh, difficult. And I don't blame him because anyone he disagrees with, he yells at, he berates, he sort of gets cartoonishly angry. I'm going to show a lot of examples from that here, but the reason it's relevant is because in this context of Donald Trump becoming this, um, well, not becoming this, but in this, ref- in this world where Donald Trump is now a under investigation by the FBI, by the New York Attorney General's office, people are looking into him And this is a good thing because Donald Trump needs to be held accountable for his actions and his behaviors. If you break the law, you cannot be um, held, you cannot be above the law just because you're elected to office. 
because there are people in Trump's inner circle who are saying Trump might need to run for office because that's the only way we may be able to guarantee he's above the law because he can call the shots on who's investigating him and he can apply pressure to their bosses and their colleagues. Jimmy Dore has turned around from being someone who's on the left, someone who proclaims to fight for progressive liberal values, regardless of party, Democrat or Republican party, but against corruption, against the powerful, fighting the powerless. Jimmy Dore has turned into a fan of Trump. And it's kind of undeniable here because he's proudly doing it. And this part where it begins, he tweeted, quoting Nina Turner's tweet. Let me make sure I don't like tag my messages here. But um, when lefties cheer on the FBI, you know they're serious about being a Democrat. Nina Turner had said, my fallout of the FBI raiding Mar-a-Lago is that we're probably going to see a bunch of MAGA Republicans call to abolish the FBI. Which, by the way, is exactly what happened. This is a Nina Turner prediction from the night we heard of the Mar-a-Lago raid, uh, 7 p.m. on August 8th. And to a T, that's what happened. See, folks like Nina Turner, folks like uh, Ben Collins, one underscore, folks like myself, who have our finger on the pulse of politics and we're looking at all this stuff all the time to try to make sense of this for other people who can't pay attention to this all the time or don't want to subject themselves to this all the time, which I understand. We're right about this stuff because we're looking at it. Jimmy Dore, who doesn't read the things that we produced for him, says, when lefties cheer on the FBI, you know they're serious about being a Democrat. Now, I, Dan from the internet, am no defender of the FBI. And since I don't think you are either. The FBI is at a, not a friend of PowerPort. Not, not, not a friend per se, right? Not an ally. We're not, this is, we're not an ally. They're not an ally of PowerPort at all. I'm sorry. I'd agree with you there. The FBI has had a history of, you know, a very storied history of infiltrating leftist organizations, infiltrating groups and trying to discourage resentment and sentiment by causing fights within groups and preventing them from actually getting to a point where they can find progress. But this is a rare time. I mean, this happens fairly often, to be fair. The FBI does a lot of overreach, but they also catch a lot of criminals. And not often enough, but sometimes they're even catching criminals in the government who work for the government and they're doing shady things. A lot of times this is like lower level stuff. We have some government employees like, uh, stealing documents or massaging documents or working with foreign agencies or whatever to uh, launder money. These are lower cases because these are for, these are like former, um, these are like low-level file, ca- file cabinet people, so to speak, right? But when Jimmy Dore says, when lefties cheer on the FBI, you know they're serious about being a Democrat, trying to be sarcastic by saying, oh, you can't be a serious person and cheer on the FBI for any single reason. Nina Turner's not really cheering on the FBI here. No one here is really cheering on the FBI. We can say that it's good that Trump might actually face some accountability and some justice for what's going on, while also pointing out that the FBI ain't shit. They just happen to be helping us out right now. They happen to be doing something that is within our interests. 
Seeds, what do you think? Yeah, no, for sure. And it's really funny. It's like I know he thought he I know he thought he had a good a good one right there. He typed up a banger, right? He thought he had a banger tweet. He's like, let me capitalize lefties because you know I'm about to get crazy right now. Let me capitalize Democrat because I'm about to get real buck wild. Here comes a tweet. I'm gonna fire up this banger. My friend, Nina's tweet isn't even like it's not even pro FBI. She just said, Y'all are so goofy and predictable. I know you're going to be saying abolish FBI because they did something you didn't like, like the bunch of bozos you are. And that's what you did. So it wasn't even being pro FBI. She's like, I know you guys who are like always hating on us for saying a boss of police are going to switch sides because they came at you funny. And that's literally like she called it to the T. <laughs> it, it's infuriating how uh, no, it's not playing dumb. It just is being dumb. It's just idiocy. But the the fight continues, so to speak. I want to get up uh, the response that Nina Turner had because to play this game with someone like uh, Jimmy Dore is, you know, dodgy, dodgy because Jimmy Dore often just like yells over women and has a interesting relationship and situation with um people of color myself included but when we run up on them let me know hold 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 (laughs) jimmy Dore sort of continues this sort of spree of trying to trying to prove himself to be correct so he retweets someone um basically saying this person is a democrat democrats are right-wing authoritarians um, for th- for coming to my TED talk, thank you. I do, which I don't see that as being that impressive. But basically, this was a subtweet of Jimmy Dore saying, "If someone on the left is telling you that Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lowen Boebert are potential allies to the left, you're witnessing a grifter that is doing nothing but putting marginalized communities in danger. We don't need to build coalitions with right wing authoritarians." I mean, this is in reference to a lot of different things. Jimmy Dore has been trying to court an increasingly right-wing audience over the years, including that time he had a Boogaloo Boy, the group that is trying to bring apart a, a second civil war, you know, Civil War II electric Boogaloo. That's kind yeah. of their idea. AKA, we're trying to get clapped again. Right? Uh, Jimmy Dore had one of those guys on. I was trying to say, listen, this guy is actually a leftist. This guy is actually uh, for the things we're talking about here. Um, absolutely insane. So this is kind of some of the stuff that he's tweeting out and talking about, retweeting. This is a thing that he loves to do is just tweet responses to things so he doesn't have to say anything. Um, Nina Turner certainly went scorched earth yesterday and further illuminated that leftists do not belong to the Democratic Party, which is an authoritarian, neoliberal, imperious corporation that caters to its donors. Oh, look at the word salad there. Authoritarian, neoliberal, imperious corporation. For, for, for what? Saying, wow. saying that potential accountability for Donald <laughs> Trump is a good thing? <laughs> this um. is like... This is like Zero vibrational like thinking, right? This is like no thoughts, head empty as a mindset, as a grind set. Like I am going to simply wake up and think nothing. That's like the Jimmy Dore like iota, okay? 
That's just a whole lot of sentences. It's not even making any goddamn sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Neoliberal? You get called every single name in the book because you think that someone did something illegal and they're being held accountable for it. And we've actually seen through the January 6th trials that this man has felt that he's bigger than power in itself. He feels like he's bigger than the law and everything. The FBI took an initiative and had to do something. And it's the Democratic Party is authoritarian because of accountability on illegal action. Huh? (laughs) Literally, are they talking into the mirror? Because it looks like, hey, man, who are you right now? I don't think they know their own identity. (laughs) It's it's nuts. Jimmy Dore continues kind of trying to make this about him. Um. Nina Turner tweeted, when Jimmy Dore knocks a black progressive woman, I'll make this bigger, one second. When Jimmy Dore knocks a black progressive woman for pointing out conservative's hypocrisy when it comes to the FBI, you know he's serious about being anti-black and protecting conservatives. Conservatives were okay with the FBI when it came to the Panthers, MLK, and Malcolm X, and now they have a problem with it. Again, this is Nina Turner's tweet. If you have a problem with me pointing that out, you're doing the bidding of these conservatives, which Jimmy is. Th- that's the whole point. Is that like I, the, we're laughing at Republicans who have been about defund the police, use the FBI to go after those Antifa Black Lives Matters thugs in recent history and in history history. And we flip, they go 180, not because of some legitimate situation in which a, you know, a, a standard war criminal Republican president, a George W. Bush, if you will, was wrongfully accused of uh, stealing money somewhere, right? Like, let's put that hypothetical scenario. It's not dropping the ball for that. It's not Republicans going armed to the teeth for that. It's not uh, Steven Crowder having a litmus test about defunding the uh, IRS for that. It's over Donald Trump, a crook, a noted person who loves scamming people, who's a con artist, who has gone bankrupt multiple times and yet says he's a genius deal maker and an awesome business person. Yeah. Jimmy Dore, I got a simple sentence for you. You're a bozo. Jimmy Bozo is your new name, dog. You're an absolute bozo for this. He, he just keeps digging. He's going to keep digging. And... He, there was one point a while ago. This is why Jimmy Dore is such an idiot. Um, he, Jim, Jimmy, once at one point, Nina Turner did say, I've admired Jimmy from afar. He says things I can't say. Apparently, Nina Turner said that, which is possible because, again, Nina Turner was, I mean, Jimmy Dore was at one point a loudmouth truth sayer for the actual left and for the actual left interests. There wasn't a lot of substance to that, as we we're quickly finding out, as he learned that he could pivot that language and continue to do no effort in producing to then turn into a right winger or try to turn into a contrarian, try to turn into the same type of FBI plant that the FBI used to use to break up leftist organizations. Jimmy Dore saying things like, I called her out for cheering on FBI, and she uses the cheapest, ugly form of identity politics as a shield. Truly repulsive, FYI, she's against defunding the FBI, and she sits on Cleveland Police Foundation Board. Jimmy Dore, your dad's a fucking cop. 
Jimmy Dore, you've done comedy bits about how your dad's a cop and he gave you a job out of co- out of school because you were too much of a fuck up. Okay. Nah, nah, nah. Fuck it. Hashtag defund my dad. <laughs> All right, Jimmy Dore, trying to shine the light on. Oh, did you know that he's a secret cop? Jimmy Dore, your whole family's cops. Get the fuck out of here, man. Dan, tell him, Dan. Tell, tell him, tell him this man's acting up right now because it's literally like I literally said it earlier. These people are living in a house with no mirrors. They're just, just talking into the walls. What, like, what did you say dog. about what you say about Jimmy Dore over here? He's a bozo. No, Jimmy Jim, Dore is a bozo. Jimmy Dore is a fake. He's a liar. He's trying to say that like Nina Turner is like, some secret cop, and he comes from a family of cops. What an absolute poser! I've literally. I have a funny ass clip about Jimmy Dore later, but like the audacity that this man has to come up with a black woman's mentions, the history of policing and like the FBI and black culture to come up with a black woman's mentions and talk about how you're defending the FBI and you don't know what you're talking about because you're a neoliberal shill and you care about the Democratic Party. Nina Turner's been, f- Nina Turner just ran and lost multiple elections against establishment democrats to try to fight against them jimmy Dore, what did you do you bought a house in studio city you talked about doing some fake presidential campaign with the people's party just to do some emails to get some people to watch your stupid live streams with your unfunny jokes and then you're on nina turner's ass saying she's not she's the fake one ride these nuts jimmy Dore. you're a bozo Hey, hey, hey. Jimmy, Jimmy is a bozo, dog. Tell him, Dan. I don't know about the writing part. I mean, that's all, you know, go live off. But yes, you're a <laughs> bozo. I can imagine you drinking plastic, plastic whiskey. You know what I'm saying? Not hating on a solo cup, though. Little plastic bottle whiskey. And you know what? He's probably so insane. He probably gets the, the wild flavored Oreos, like the birthday cake Oreo. He gets the, 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 the clearance Oreos. <laughs> bozo behavior all around. Jimmy Dore Wikipedia. Dor's father was a policeman who owned a brickwork business and described his father as being a Reagan Democrat. Okay, so, like, please get off of me with the, oh, look at how entrenched with cops he is. Look at how entrenched with cops you are. Jimmy's an ass clown. I want to talk about some funny stories back from when I was dealing with Jimmy Dore because... Uh, there was a time when I really did almost square up with Jimmy Dore, and they had to turn oh. the camera up right when I did, and the video still exists online. So I love this because in the context of Alex Jones getting absolutely roiled in court for all of his lies about Sandy Hook, saying that the children were crisis actors, that the parents were lying, encouraging people to investigate the parents, making the parents who had just suffered their kids dying at the hands of a gunman in an elementary school and the teachers as well. Their lives were uprooted. They had to move. They had to go around. They had to find new paths of life because this internet jerk couldn't shut up and was choosing to make Hundreds and thousands of dollars in revenue, at least monthly from what we can tell, off of spreading conspiracy theories and lies. Alex Jones, as we now know, is going to 
pay at least $50 million in damages and more are coming. This investigation is a disaster film. We talked about that a little bit earlier, like last week on Power Report. And yet, two years ago, back when Jimmy Dore had a show on TYT, there was an argument about whether or not Alex Jones should have been banned from YouTube or not because of everything he was doing. This is some clip from Aggressive Progressive. Basically, Steve-O is yelling in Jimmy Dore's face about this Alex Jones stuff. This is to show you how unhinged Jimmy Dore is, how he doesn't really characteristically make sense about a lot of these things. And this is a day I was producing. I was in his ear the whole time. I was in everyone's ear going, we need to go to break. This is a mistake. This is making all of you look ugly. You can have these political opinions, but this is not looking good on you and the network. Here's the clip. We'll walk through it. We'll do like a Sam Cedar posit style play by play. But um, yeah, here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's uh, show. I'm like, let me get on to you, Steve. Any, do we have anything to say? Well, I mean, look, I... I don't know why we have to keep going back to Alex Jones as a, as a reason why he should not be censored. And 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 but what, uh, there has to be a process. And I don't know the clips. These edits are being made in the clip I found here. That's like part like one of the only ways I could find this clip. Uh, I couldn't go into the TYT members archive for whatever reason. It's hard to find. For whatever reason, it's hard to find. But um, yeah, those edits are not mine. The context is that this is after Alex Jones got banned from YouTube in place that is transparent. That is not what's happening. Right now it's happening in secret with warmongering motherfuckers like Henry Kissinger telling Je- I agree with you on all of that part, okay? I mean, take- So yes, you can take someone down. You have to have a, ju- a, a, a adversarial judicial process. I don't know what that means. Like, so, like, like a courtroom? Yes. But you're advocating for billionaire guys in Silicon Valley to decide this all on their own and you run a fucking media company? Yes. Yes, I and am. that's what you're advocating. Yes, for? I am. Really? Yes, I am. I'm advocating that that uh, platforms can take down certain um, creators. I can't wait till DYT is taken down for being against a war. You're saying that you want. So I need to break down what he's talking about here. Jimmy Dore is saying that you need to like there needs to be a court judge type situation if content is censored or taken down from a platform. When these platforms are private corporations. Now, I think that these platforms are very, uh, there's a lack of transparency into what gets taken down or what doesn't get taken down on a platform. There's an audio face video where me and Sean are making fun of Kid Rock catching COVID when he was a COVID denier. And YouTube gave us a community strike, three strikes and you're off of YouTube forever for covering that video. We were not spreading COVID misinformation. We were laughing about someone spreading COVID misinformation. And in the appeal, we were told that we were spreading COVID misinformation. That's the algorithmic censorship that Jimmy Dore is talking about. There is no process. There's no actual review because if a human were actually reviewing that, they would know it's ridiculous in my situation. And leftists deal with this all the time. This is leftist censorship. What we're talking about with Alex Jones here, why Jimmy Dore is making Alex Jones the hill to die on, is because this is about um, YouTube conspiracy theorists who don't do a lot of reading. Steve-O, a man who I don't personally agree with on, didn't personally agree with on a lot of things at TYT, but I guess we're friendly, would, is trying to say here that 
YouTube is a private company. YouTube is a private platform. If they don't want you spreading conspiracy theories about killing kids at Sandy Hook on their platform, making money on their platform, making the rest of their platform looking bad, guess what? They're a private company. They can do that, and you can go on and be a private company elsewhere. Apparently, Alex Jones is making $800,000 a month plus uh, just selling brain force supplements and shit like that. So he was doing pretty damn good without that YouTube money. Yeah, and... um. I mean, there's, of course, a larger discussion in between when it comes to censorship and like uh, 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 these the regulation of like these copyright strikes and and YouTube takedown, like especially something like happening to you guys with audio face. Uh, it's a big issue on YouTube where only the, the big streamers can get these appeals properly done. And it's only done to the pressure of, of, of the public. They can't even go with an internal means to like get their appeals done. They have to like make a public video about it. It gets a million views. YouTube looks bad and they flip it or something like that. So that's how it's like, it's extremely inconsistent. And literally you're laughing at someone who was spreading misinformation, but they count you as getting a community strike for misinformation. That's just what? So yeah, there's, it's obviously not, not the, the system's not done properly. And let's of course continue the video. Sorry. No, no, you're all good. Um, I, there's good points there. Get Mark Zuckerberg. Why don't you let me finish then? Okay, I'll let you. Okay. Instead of keep constantly interrupting, why don't you let me finish? Okay, I'll let you. Right. My point is if you're at this point, I was probably like in the air going, like, let's let the have conversation happen. Like, Jimmy, like, chill it. And this is TYT is not the place where producers are babysitting hosts. Producers are not telling, hey, you're being too loud, or hey, you're being too quiet, or hey, go to the next story. Only yeah. if it's something like, hey, there's something on your shirt. <laughs> That's pretty much the only kind of producer note we'll give, right? Jimmy had to be coddled and babied because he was acting like a child here, as you'll continue to see. Taking um, um, anyone down for their political speech, that is totally wrong. And I'm against all of that. What I'm saying is that there are people who violate terms of service and, and, and do other things that is, that is not protected speech, and they can be taken down. And here's what I mean by that. For example, if you start showing porn, that's not allowed. You can be taken down for that. If, you, if, you, if you're harassing individuals and, and making their lives miserable, they can take you down for that. Who, who's, who's they? Can I interrupt you? Yes. Who's they? YouTube or, or Facebook. So or some Spotify nameless, or, unaccountable yes, person. Yes, they can. Okay, that is a intellectually lazy position. No, it's that not. I've debunked a million times Why? here already. So, so, so you can, so a, a platform cannot take down anyone for any reason without a hearing in a court of law. You can throw someone in jail for for with without a hearing. You mean you yeah, have to have a hearing every time you throw someone in jail? Every time you no, take someone's freedom no. of speech I never, away? I never said jail. Did I say jail? Every Did I say jail? Okay, so that's the false equivalency. So okay, you, that's total fucking bullshit. So, you know it. Okay, so you're saying Steve went off the handle there, but like that's what everyone does with Jimmy at a certain point because he's equating like war crimes to being kicked off of YouTube for repeatedly <laughs> breaking their terms of service. And by the way, like okay, listen, like. Play Super Games win Super Prizes. The YouTube Terms of Service is like itchy and glitchy here and there, right? But like, this is, you're lying about a mass shooting where kids died and you're saying the kids are crisis actors. And, and you're saying that, oh, the company drawing the line there is authoritarianism and you're accusing another person, another leftist or another person on the left in Steve-O even assuming that Jimmy's on the left at this point. So saying another is weird, but you're... Barely. Yeah, right? Like, you're accusing someone yeah. of being as a warmonger. As much as Anakin was. 
Free no, speech. I'm talking. You're I'm not talking about free speech. speech. I'm talking about the right to be on a platform. That is not free speech. So you don't okay? think that's that, not? So, so that you, is not. So, so you're, you're you are saying, with the idea. No, of you free are speech. saying you are. No, I'm not. See, that's a that's a straw man bullshit Spend, argument. Let's, well, let's that's let's a let's bullshit argument. Let's let's talk so about it. So why don't you why don't you let me finish then? Okay, okay? I'll let you finish. You I'll keep interrupting me without letting me finish. So you are saying that YouTube can have you can create a channel on YouTube under the guise of free speech and say whatever you want as long as you're not taking to court and the YouTube can't do anything about that? Yes. No, that is not the yes. case. Live in the real world, Jimmy. So Yeah, that's the saying. Like, YouTube is under no responsibility to adhere to the free speech laws of the United States. No, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're incorporated in the United States, but they're a multinational company. So they have to adhere to the free speech laws in China and Germany and Singapore and South Korea and any country where you can access YouTube. You can even access YouTube in China. I'm not even totally sure about that. But they have to adhere to the free speech requirements or the speech requirements in general of wherever they are because they're a private business. When uh, the United States Postal Service creates their own video sharing platform, then they might have to adhere by free speech laws. That might be a different conversation. But until the United States Postal Service creates their competitor to YouTube, which would only happen in some antitrust, lovely universe, that only I can imagine, where you could also do postal banking, you're not going to live in that world. Private corporations can decide what goes on their platform, what doesn't go on their platform. And we can talk about those perverse incentives all day i would love to but to make alex jones the hill you die on and to equate and to equate that to people who have actually faced government accountability who have actually faced um government overreach in situations of war is alex jones uh what is it julian assange now is alex jones that guy who uncovered um edward snowden is Alex Jones and Edward Snowden the same thing to Jimmy Dore? That's the implication based off of Jimmy Dore's logic because Jimmy Dore is not actually applying logic. And he has a show. He has a show at a desk right here on TYT's payroll at the time where he's supposed to be speaking from a place of authority. And you can watch my other videos on youtube.com slash danfierrenet where you talk about my internal struggles at the company where I actually butt heads with Jank about having Jimmy Dore there. Because of moments like this, but uh, let me continue here. Can I can I go can I go outside and hang a, a naked poster on on a city streets? No, I cannot. You know what that is? Censorship. There are there are laws, time, place, and manner restrictions on every form of speech there's ever been. So you're claiming that on any on any social media platform that any creator can put anything up there at any time for any reason, and no one can do anything about it without a court hearing. That is a ridiculous position. So they, you're cool with them taking Telesur down? You're, no, I'm you're not. Cool I am not. That's not the same thing. But you're, you're that's endorsing. not the same thing. That's not the same thing. You keep complaining. Look, so Jamie. You're your, endorsing job, that your, job as a, your job as a journalist is to parse out what's right and what's wrong. Not throw a giant blanket over everything and create a false equivalency. Exactly. Because again, Ooh. this can feel like the weeds here. I, I, I've never... I was, so, I was so in my feelings about this day and this moment that I, I'm now watching this backwards. I'm like, you damn. Didn't see the, you didn't like, he did drop some bars on them. Yeah, because really Jimmy Dore was equating Telesur. <laughs> 
to Alex Jones. All right. <laughs> I love that I'm on the podcast with Caesar, someone from like Latin America, <laughs> who can talk a little bit of the context of Telesur and how that is a legitimate news organization. On, on God, on God, tears in my eyes right now. That 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 that, that statement. <laughs> yeah, Telesur was alternative news organization, partially sponsored by the government of Venezuela, but it was an alternative to news, especially covering Latin America, because the history of Latin America and the 20th century is the United States coming in and fucking it up. <laughs> it's the United States coming in. Every, <laughs> it, 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 like, giving their own narrative. And so leftists love organizations like Telesur, like Al Jazeera, like, you know, I'll be honest, RT when it existed, because yeah. they had faults. RT, honestly, like as an RT like consumer from time to time, and RT I definitely used to go hard. RT I, used to go really hard. I, I'll say RT went hardest like maybe ten years ago when they had um, yeah. Abby Martin, when they had uh, Chris Hedges before he went super off the rails. Like, art, <laughs> you had to just be a smart media consumer back then and go listen. Yeah. When RT is talking about the Russian government, RT is Russia today. They're technically partially owned by the Russian government, and that's why they're no longer in existence in America after uh, the invasion of Ukraine. You just have to kind of understand that, okay, Russia today probably has a little bit of an agenda when they're talking about Russian affairs. But it was a 24-hour network where you talk to people, like I've spoken to Abby Martin, I've talked to other people who've been on that network, and they said, no, I had total editorial freedom and would have left if I didn't. Abby Martin left the moment she started getting pushback from RT on the way she was covering Russia. All right? So, Al Jazeera. I think they're really good until... (laughs) They start talking about the Saudi Arabian government until they start talking about certain oil dealings. But their incredible coverage of the Middle East and what goes on there. All right. I will say this again for the people in the back. Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist who sells brain supplements that don't work, who said that kids who got murdered at a shooting at an elementary school were crisis actors and encourage his audience of millions of people to go after them. There's Telesur, there's Al Jazeera, and there's Alex Jones. Which one of these is not like the other? This is a game that is far too complicated for the level of lack of brain vibration that Jimmy Dore functions at. Comparing Telesur to a man who said they're putting chemicals in the water to make the frogs gay is just like, my man, there's reaching and then there's just... What are you the what are you doing? <laughs> Telesur being taken down is totally different than Alex Jones being taken down because he is harassing victims of Newtown and and directing people to stop them. Steve, okay, that's a totally different thing. You're advocating for a dark system with Ooh, no Steve accountability. With no, I am not. Steve, Steve you're the, ad- double with the, with the Bolsonaro. You're advocating for a dark system with no accountability. I want to play that part one more time because it's like everything we've been yelling about for the past 10 minutes in the most succinct way possible. Look, your job as a journalist is to parse out what's right and what's wrong, not throw a giant blanket over everything and create a false equivalency. 
Hamster being taken down is totally different than Alex Jones being taken down because he is harassing victims of Newtown and, and directing people to stop them. Steve. Okay, that's a totally different thing. You're advocating for a dark system with no accountability. No, I am not. <laughs> so you're saying that it, an, an adversarial judicial process with an impartial judge which follows the law and the Constitution is not any better than Mark Zuckerberg and that fucking... Is that is Henry totally Kissinger separate. in secret totally deciding separate. this totally shit. Separate. Totally separate. That's totally what you're separate. saying? It's totally separate. And you're a lawyer. You're totally and you're a I'm fucking a lawyer. lawyer. I'm a and lawyer. you're the head of a media company I'm a on lawyer. the internet. And I'm you a lawyer. And so you disagree with Matt Taibbi? No, I don't. <laughs> He's so absolutely lost his goddamn marbles. What? I had to deal with this every week. Every week. This is my job. What a what a, like literally not even not even trying to be hate or ageist or anything, but like literally just like the most like dumb dumb brain boomer behavior to like like you and it literally literally it speaks to exactly what you said on consistent behavior where it's you can't necessarily your 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 proper points and everything you said that's correct goes on. Unheard because he's yelling slowly over you, like slowly saying words very loudly over you in an aggressive fashion. When it's like, dog, it's okay to know you're wrong. Like, don't be a bozo, as they said in the chat. <laughs> bozo behavior, as it's almond yes. said. That that's good. We're gonna have to do a new thing. Let's work on this, Jimmy Bozo door. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have bozo of the day, like donkey of the day. We're gonna bozo of the day. <laughs> PowerPoint bozo of the week. I we, we we'll work on that. Um, we, we got something cooking here. See, I like that. But Jimmy, when he lost his shit over Francesca Fiorentina, calling her a page chill in uh, Twitter DMs while he was in Italy. Uh, by the way, there's an actual video we posted on Aggressive Regressives called "What Jimmy Did on His Trip to Italy." Because oh. at certain points, he would just stop hosting his show and start rambling on about dumb shit he was just doing in his life. There were certain episodes where he would just talk about his tie <laughs> and just talk about his sport coat and the sport coats of other people who were on the show he just, for about 30 that, minutes of time. He just wanted to hear himself talk. That's what he liked. Oh, totally, totally. But yeah, the unhinged yelling behavior that you get from him, that we're going to like recontextualize back with Nina Turner moment is just so much. Um, and George uh, asked a really good question. What were you saying in Jimmy's ear as a producer when he was yelling at Steve? Mm. Break. 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 <laughs> that was me. I was trying, and like, this is Jimmy's ear. It's on the same channel as everyone on the panel. So I, I don't remember off my head if everyone on the panel were wearing IFBs. Honestly, everyone hates to wear IFBs because honestly, they are really effing annoying to have in your ear. But Jimmy definitely heard me. I'm 50-50 on Steve hearing me, which is probably why Steve was cooling it. But also Steve was, in that case, a rational person. But I was just going, break, break, break. Like, I, I was halfway, like, kind of, like, it was kind of, I'm glad this exists online. I'm glad I made the producer call to not cut it off because this needs to be seen. But... Other producers might have cut this off a minute ago so this wouldn't air on stream because this is fucking embarrassing. Let's finish this out. 
an, an adversarial judicial process with an impartial judge, which follows the law and the Constitution, is not any better than Mark Zuckerberg and that fucking is, that is Henry totally Kissinger separate. in secret totally deciding separate. this totally shit? Separate. Totally separate. That's totally what you're separate. saying? It's totally separate. And you're a lawyer. You're totally, and you're a fucking I'm a lawyer. lawyer. I'm a lawyer. And lawyer. you're the head of a media company I'm a on lawyer. the internet. And I'm you a lawyer. And so you disagree with Matt Taibbi? No, I don't. You are disagreeing with him. No, I don't. You are. And you're no, disagreeing with Chomsky. I'm not. And you're disagreeing no, with so, me. No, and this you're is what you always with... do, Jimmy. You throw a giant blanket. Dude, I, I disagree with I'm that. fucking telling. I want to go into this really fast because it's going to keep escalating in this 20 seconds shouting match oh we have God. left. But it keeps getting worse. He is advocating for cults of personality. So you would disagree with Matt Taibbi? Who the fuck is Matt Taibbi? Like, this clip is from 2018, but Matt Taibbi has got off the complete deep fucking end. He's the same sort of, like, ideologue who is writing substacks and chasing clicks and chasing tweets and likes and favorites by having contrarian opinions, which is fine, totally. I love having hot takes. I love, like, confusing people with a take and then, like, bring them into my point. It's like Dan from the Internet 101, right? But... There's no substance here. There's no ideology here. It's all bullshit. But the way he goes, oh, you disagree with me? You disagree with Noam Chomsky? You disagree with Matt Taibbi? It's all to Jimmy Dore at the time, and it is to this point. It's a club of people who agree with him. He finds people who he knows are smarter than him who agree with him yeah. and then leans on them heavily. He doesn't do any of the work. The producer before him, me, and the producer after him. And the producer after that producer would produce stories every week. <laughs> in addition to the other shit that they had going on, because aggressive progressives was not our only job. It was one of our three or four jobs there as producers to do other shows as well. We'd produce stories for Jimmy up his wheelhouse and in his interest, things he would like with as much factual credence as we could. He would ignore them. He would do his own show. He'd talk about ties. He would read nothing and just talk and talk and talk. And usually just yell and get angry at things and filibuster the show. The panelists were just there to talk and so and say, yeah, yeah, sure, you're totally right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Give like one second points here or there, which I try to be careful about making PowerPort become a th that thing because I have to like host and give commentary at the same time. But he yells and screams and doesn't read and doesn't do any research before, during or after the show. And he is a person who is expected to be a news commentator people learn from. That's the shit that got me really upset fundamentally at TYT when he was employed by Jenk. And that's now over. That ultimately like resolved itself out. I encourage people to actually like watch that video to see what's going on. But that's kind of like how that resolved itself. Jimmy is absolutely unhinged and it continues here. I will say, if, if you hear in this clip very carefully, you'll hear a door open. That's me walking into the studio. I'm telling you exactly what you're telling me. I disagree with There's no defending what you're defending. No, you're defending no. a opaque, no, 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 I'm not. You're putting words in my mouth, and you're, you're doing You're not defending you're, that? I'm not. You, so you're, you're, no, I'm not. So you We're done. We're done. Go, go to break or whatever. This is ridiculous. Very, very faintly, you'll hear me. I'm not. So you're done. So you're no, I'm not. Not defending you're, that. I'm not. You. So you're, you're no, I'm not. That little voice in the background. When you hear the door close. Where I'm yelling, wrap it up, wrap it up. That's me. I'm and like Steve finally gets the idea there too. So you. We're done. We're done. 
go, go to break or whatever. This is ridiculous. That's what I was yelling yeah. to do as well. Go to break. Go to break. I'll play that part one more time in case people don't hear it. No, You're defending no. a opaque no, insight. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're putting words in my there. mouth, and you're, you're doing not it defending you're, that. I'm not. You, so you're, you. No, I'm not. So you. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's what I'm yelling. God. Just. Uh, uh. That was supposed to be an eight-minute segment that ended up being a uh, um, e- extended shouting match. That thankfully it exists. That this person caught it and was able to clip it, and I can show it now. Two years ago, with that backwards commentary. Just be like, yo, this is who Jimmy Dore is. This is how he acts. This is how he behaves. This is how he's always been. And now he's taken this to a right-wing bent and a focus. So for the people who take him seriously, probably not watching this stream right now. God bless you. Maybe not even watching this video as it comes out of the clip. God bless you. For the people who know people who take Jimmy Dore seriously and see that online, show them this. Show them his behavioral patterns. Show him how he reacted with Katie um, Halper. Show him how he reacted with Francesca. Show him how he's constantly yelling over people and then hides it um, by the fact that, oh, he's just angry. Oh, he's just passionate about the issues. Stop talking about um, Nina Turner's relationship to cops, his secret relationships to cops. Jimmy Dore's dad's a cop. This man's a liar. This man's a fake. This man's a phony. I'm so sick of every single time he comes out and does one of these lies. I have to come out and like set the record straight, but I will every single time. I feel like I owe something given that I worked on that show and contributed to this bullshit for a while. I feel like this is some like apology I can make to this to cover this every single time and expose him for who he really is. So we're doing kind of a different thing with Power Report here. <laughs> Sorry, I do want to read some, I'll, I'll read some comments before I do the minor transition. Um, Bam says, Jimmy Dore spit water on Alex Jones and ran away. I, I will always point that out. Jimmy Dore spits on people. That was like his, his vibe skis. Um, but <laughs> other comments in here. I, I really appreciate all the love that's coming in here. Uh, Wendy says, bring it, Dan. Love from Portland. Uh, there's other comment that's like, I love when Dan gets fired up. It's Really? Just shit like this? I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to break that in with other things. I'm sure it's compelling content, but like, no, this was, like, I, and again, I've talked about this in other videos before. I worked at TYT very much because it was a mission-driven thing for me. And the moments where I felt like that mission was not being seen thoroughly or was less than meeting the standard that I was there for, I, I lost it. <laughs> Thankfully, TYT was the kind of place where that kind of stuff was um, not necessarily encouraged. I'd say like my internal tantrums are not something I would encourage other people do in workplaces overall. But um, I, I, I was very principled in that sense, not to toot my own horn. So after that break, when we go to, after we went to break... I went into the control room. But producers usually never immediately go into the studio during the recording. That's like, that, 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 that's like completely unheard of. But then again, this yelling match was completely unheard of. TYT's uncensored, unscripted, so we usually just like let these arguments happening. But you saw this was too long. This was, that was messy. That was too much. And so Jimmy jumped back after we went off the cameras. And he was saying like, I'm having this conversation. This is my show. 
when given the context of everything I'm telling you, that he just showed up, he didn't actually do any work, he would just yell and take over things. I told him like, no, Jimmy, when you're here, this is my show and I'm calling the shots. And I and I'm like, that was when I was yell- yelling and lunging towards him, and he like sort of like lunges back. It's all scared and shit. Cause you know, like <laughs> I'm not the biggest guy, but Jimmy can get it. Like, like I, I would flatten this motherfucker, all right? Like <laughs> no contest. Fucking broken ass hernia piece of shit. Like <laughs> He has no, no, no. nothing on me. I, I have no problem beating on the elderly, especially in that case. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, we're big advocating for for beating on beating on the elderly. But look, no, I'm just kidding. But, Twitch, uh, 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 bam, uh, sees what does what uh, Twitch t- TOS say no, about we're, that? We're good with that. We're good on that. We're good on that. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> oh, that's cool. My light just fell. Um, uh, Ock. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's because you did that. You put that energy out there. No, but I just think it's funny because it's like these kind of people, especially like Jimmy Dore, they're the kind of people where they like to they like to exude that energy, yelling at people, screaming on people, acting up. But if you ever press someone like that in real life or you ever come face to face, they do nothing. Literally, they're literally they literally turn into like victims. They turn into baiting and like that. You already know what it is. And especially, you know, and like. Beat in person, you already know. Like he wasn't keeping, the, he's not going to keep that energy consistent, person to person, when it's getting to that point at all. Absolutely, he won't. Um, and so, yeah, feel free to fix that. I can hold it down here on the single thing. But um, wait, no, this view. Yeah, the thing we're doing with Power Report um, now is that the live stream is pretty much not changing, at least for the time being. But um, for the podcast and what everyone else gets, there's going to be a special members portion where we'll talk about special members content style things and, uh, you know, matters that we'll have fun discussing and bring to a wider audience. It's still matter within PowerPoint. That's still important. In fact, they're very important. That's why I want to give members something special extra. So if you're not a member yet, join.syndicate23.co. Uh, very cheap. You get so much bonus content from PowerPoint and audio face um including what we're about to do right now and you can watch yeah. whenever you want to on demand but yeah join you bozos 